3: Hello, I'm Oliver Condit, the editor of BBC Music Magazine, and welcome to the BBC Music Podcast. You can buy a copy of the magazine at your local newsagents or download our app to your iPad, Kindle Fire or Android tablet. And for the latest music news and more, head to our website at classical-music.com. This week we gathered together members of the BBC Music Magazine team for first listen, a monthly slot where members of the magazine editorial team chat about and rate an important new release. With me in the BBC Music Studio today are Jeremy Pound, the Deputy Editor, Rebecca Franks, our Reviews Editor, and Rosie Pentreath, our Online Editor and Staff Writer. Hello. 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 This month we've been listening to a recording on the Regent Label by Truro Cathedral Choir of music from the time of the First World War. Entitled Blow Out Ye Bugles, the music includes works of Stanford, Parry, Wolford, Davis and Vaughan Williams. It's conducted by Christopher Gray and accompanied on the Truro organ by Luke Bond. So will we be in peaceful agreement about this disc? Let's hear the opening rousing piece, For Low I Raise Up, by Charles Villiers Stanford. So that was For Low, I Raise Up by Stanford. Jeremy, um, Stanford, uh, this must have shattered his world, really. Uh, The new world coming in, the old world being destroyed. This is sort of music that still resonates with 19th century language, isn't it? Well, absolutely. And um, he was a teacher, of course, at the Royal College of Music. And
4: he would have seen a number of his pupils going off to war. um, And obviously, a number of them would have been killed there as well. Um, One of them One of the obvious ones which springs to mind was Gurney. Ivor Gurney was one of his pupils who went to war. Um, Others didn't, like Howells. But yes, he was... What's very interesting about this piece is that Quite often with Stanford, you associate him with actually what is, I, I find a lot of his canticles, his famous canticles, quite kind of staid and galumphing, to be really honest with you, with the exception of the canticles in G, whereas this is, the, lang- the musical language is this is a lot more dramatic than what I'm used to with Stanford. It kind of really does show how the kind of the subject matter did have an impact on him.
3: Yes, the harmonies are much more changeable and much more flowing, and, and actually the um, the choir really um, do rise to the challenge of this, don't they?
0: Mm, yeah, I feel they really did. There's, there's a great balance um, with the choir, and they really get across the music's horror, but also an underlying hope. I think
4: there's some fantastic organ chords in there as well, which you They're don't on. get with a lot of his other music. It on. makes
2: a great opening track, I think, to this CD as well. I think they've programmed this uh, CD very sort of thoughtfully and cleverly, and the pacing is is very good. And you know, this is a great opening, and then we move through um, these pieces by Alan Gray, and then the short Requiem, sort of meditative piece by Wolford Davis, and then the wonderful. Songs of well, Farewell by Parry, and then ending with this bright sort of trumpety sound in in the Vaughan Williams. I think I'm that not, works I'm not, really well. I'm
3: not quite so sure about the quality of the music of the Alan Gray and the and the Wolford Davis. I'm not quite sure they're quite in the same league as the Stanford and the Parry. Um, and I think this is Vaughan Williams is not at his greatest hour. But but what's interesting about this disc is. It's music presented in a place that people would have come for solace following the the First World War. I mean, you know, the church was still very much at the centre of the community. The cathedral in the centre of Truro, very much, quite a new cathedral still at that time because it's quite late nineteenth century. The cathedral, so it, 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 you know, this is the kind of typical place that people would have come to to really pay tribute to the fallen heroes. I can't
4: make out kind of what I think about the Alan Gray, the nineteen fourteen. By Alan
0: Gray. Well, the thing is, I obviously the disc. It does feel like they're really focusing on the power. The Parry, and it's a very well-known work. But I think for me, the Alan Gray does have something. It's kind of got it had a kind of a space and a stillness that I liked. Not quite a starkness, but it kind of it felt very reflective. And I like that.
4: It's fine, but I don't feel that he actually sets the Rupert Brooke poems kind of that that sympathetically. Sometimes yeah, you feel the music it. is at odds to the words. Yeah, at I times. mean,
2: there's some striking moments, like the start of the the dead when he's setting the, the words about the bugles. That's quite quite strikingly mm, done. Yeah. But I agree, other moments don't quite gel, do they?
3: Well, perhaps you can make up uh, your own minds. Um, Let's hear an extract from The Soldier, the third part of Alan Gray's piece 1914. So that was an extract from Anna Gray's uh, piece, 1914, followed by a piece called A Short Requiem by Henry Walford Davis. This is sort of pure Anglican miscellany, isn't it, really? Anthems, psalms, chanting, that sort of thing. Um, does it hang together, do you think, Rebecca?
2: its I, well, I didn't dislike it, but I wouldn't say it has a huge personality. Um, but I do think and it sort of has this sort of melancholic and peaceful sort of Feel to It's it, that very familiar,
3: isn't it, in its language. It, it I think that's the wonderful thing about it. I think it's possibly a, a, a kind way of saying that it's probably a little bit routine. But I think there's something rather comforting about going into a cathedral and hearing an anthem in a certain style yeah. and hearing something that's not going to jolt, it's not going to You stir.
2: sort of feel like there's, I wouldn't say nostalgia, but there's that sense of exactly the familiar, the home, the that stuff ha- and life hasn't changed even in the face of all this horror and what's that's going on that there is something to hang on well, the, to well the
4: great the great kind of advantage of our digital age is that we can, can programme the, disc- the tracks we want to, list to listen to and skip others and I have to say that there's three or four here I mean, a psalm is a psalm is
3: a psalm frankly and there's a couple of
4: psalms in here oh I don't agree <laughs> <laughs> I quite
2: likely, yeah <laughs> Quite enjoyed, a something.
3: wonderful chance and, all, and, and, and a very evocative psalm itself can be magical, I think. And the last thing I want to hear when
2: I'm in the middle of a requiem yeah. is
4: to hear a couple of psalms, so I, I have to I skip straight through those. But I
2: think, I think the choir really does a lovely job on this. They're really beautifully blended and the pacing, um, they sort of get that gentle pacing and the lines are shaped well. And, yeah, and I, think I, like I thought perhaps, they did a really good job on it. Yeah,
0: perhaps from this we can take, there's, some, there's something for everyone if someone does want to like Ollie was talking about the Solace earlier in the cathedral, if if someone wants to visit this disc and take some time to reflect, there's, there's kind of something for everyone. If I was going for to direct... The direc- psalm lovers mm. and the mm. requiem it's lovers. There's very
3: much a ch- ch- time to reflect as yeah. well as a time yeah. to be stirred mm. as well as... If I was going to direct,
4: direct people to one particular moment, I'd go for the hymn The Moors Ultra Non Erit, which comes kind of towards the end of the work, which is an incredibly spare setting of a hymn. It's very, very beautiful. It's, it's, it is a hymn tune, but it's very cleverly done.
3: So that was an extract from Henry Wolford Davis's A Short Requiem. The highlight for me, though, I think, and I'm sure you'd all agree, really, is the songs of farewell. Extraordinary pieces and wonderful to hear them after we've heard the, the sort of velvety sounds of Tenebrae, which um, which was um, one of our winners at the awards a few years ago. It's wonderful to hear this song with trebles, And I think the Truro choir... A
2: superb it brings out a completely different quality doesn't it mm. to the music um, as you say that tenebrae disc is very luminous and this is much i guess not spare because it's very rich music but it's just a completely different sound world
4: they also pass my hooty alto test and by that, I mean, if you listen to My Soul, There Is a Country, virtually every single recording here of that, there's a bit which is really testing for the altos at the end of that, where they have to go actually quite high, and they tend to sound very hooty. Whereas here, the altos are not particularly hooty, which is a distinct plus point.
2: now, I thought that the approach, everything had been thought out, very thoughtful interpretations by, by Christopher Gray. Um, he said that you know that this is music he's waited a while to record, and I think... He's really comes across well.
4: Yeah. There's one or two slightly untidy moments um, um, in the trebles in. Um, never weather beaten sail, for instance, where you feel that could have been a little bit time. I
3: think it's difficult with trebles, isn't it? Because uh, notoriously trebles can, when they hit higher notes, come you know, come way flat. I mean, these, the, the boy's voices last a few years. Um, it's, there's a fragility to it. There's a, there's a certain you know knowledge that this voice isn't going to last. And I think that's you're never going to get the perfection that you are with women. On the other hand, I, th- I think there's there's a lot of perfection to take. And on take a, very, away prat- with, with this on a very
4: practical level with Trebles, your know, um, child employment law said that you're only allowed to have them singing in recording sessions for a certain amount of time per day. Um, so quite frankly, you can't do take after take after take because you're not allowed to. And you, the alternative of having the recording session there kind of go over three or four days is also not feasible because economically that doesn't work. So you have to really do it very, very quickly. So you are going to get more untidy moments by and large.
3: But, Rosie, the Truro Cathedral Choir, um, I think, uh, you know, do have a wonderful reputation, and it's a beautiful building, isn't it?
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, It's a stunning building. Um, I used to live near Truro and and see it quite often, and just to picture them there and um, singing this music and to hear such a, a fine choir from sort of the end of the earth, as it as it, as it were, somewhere I'm very, very fond of and that's close to my heart. And they're just, yeah, they're such fine musicians. That, as I said, the balance is wonderful. The organ playing, I think, is very good. Um, there's a
3: big, nice Willis organ, I think, down there, isn't it, unless I'm mm-hmm. mistaken? Yes, it's a tremendous, tremendous instrument. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful thing.
4: Can I, can I add in a really boring Howells fact here, that there's a real link here to Her- Herbert Howells, is that um, the short requiem by Henry Wolford Davis did actually inspire um, Howells' own requiem later. Wolford Davis taught Howells um, at the Royal College of Music, and Howells remembered the model of the requiem, and it inspired his requiem in 1934. And also, Howells worshipped Parry, the very ground that Parry worked, walked on. He was also tutored by Stanford, and his, one of his earliest musical inspirations was hearing Vaughan Williams's Thomas Tallis Fantasia in Gloucester Cathedral. So us, us Howells boars have a lot here to Keep us amused as well.
3: Yes, and all these composers, I mean, would have known each other, presumably. I mean, they were all pretty much alive at the same time. You yeah. know, and and, and yeah. uh, there's there's no there's no.
2: Well, Wolford Davis Davis studied with Parry and Stanford as well. So and Stanford immediate...
0: took over from.
2: Well,
4: apparently. Well, well, he
0: took to go from, from Stanford as Stanford well.
4: Stanford was very very complimentary about Parry when Parry died. Um, but I understand that they were very very different characters. Stanford was actually quite a stern austere academic, whereas Parry was a lot more sort of flamboyant and easygoing
3: talking of Parry let's hear an extract from the songs of farewell which we haven't heard yet Um, certainly my favourite track 17 there is an old belief So that was There is an Old Belief by uh, Parry from his Songs of Farewell. And then we have this rather sort of slightly odd, but I think rather wonderful Vaughan Williams piece at the end, which I didn't know Lord, Thou Hast Been Our Refuge, which includes a reference to the St. Anne hymn tune at the end in a rather sort of poignant tribute. Um, does it work for you, Jeremy? it's all right. It's not the greatest bit of
4: Williams I've ever heard. But I think in terms of the whole of the rest of the disc, yes, it does work very well. And what I've actually particularly like about this disc is it has introduced me to, to two things which I haven't heard before. So it's nice to have that. Then they could have trotted out some, something very familiar, but they've actually continued our sort of education sort, right into the end.
0: Yeah, I sort of felt, I think often when I was listening to this, if I got to the end of the songs of farewell and kind of, I felt like it ended there, I think I felt that it was kind of... We didn't need another. Yeah, it was nice to discover it, but I think for me the disc ends with the with the parry.
3: So before we have our scores, um, let's just hear a quick extract from the final track, the Vaughan Williams piece, "Lord, Thou Hast Been Our Refuge." So that was the final track of the Disc Lord, There Has Been Our Refuge. Uh, Time for our scores out of ten. Jeremy, what are you going to give uh, this recording? I really enjoyed this disc. I
4: like a lot of what Truro have been doing over the last few years, from last year's reconstruction of the Christmas carol service from the 19th century to this extremely well-programmed disc. And it's not just all about programming and clever knick-knacks here and there. The the quality of singing is also exceptional. I really really like this, so I'm going to give this eight out of ten.
2: Rebecca? I would like to give this seven out of ten. Um, I thought was some really lovely, uh, lovely singing, um, and if that sounds a little bit mean, because I do think this is a very good disc, it's m- because I wasn't. I was really glad to hear this some of this music, but um, it's not all of the standard of the parry, so that's why I haven't gone any higher.
3: Rosie,
0: um, I'm going to go from an eight as well. I loved, I loved the performances. I loved the program. I, I like, I did like discovering the grey. Um, I suppose it's not a turn. I, I wouldn't probably add the Vaughan Williams, but again, a nice discovery.
3: And I'm going to give this an 8 myself. myself. Um, I just love what Christopher Gray is doing with this uh, cathedral choir. I, I think, obviously, they're very proud of it. And it's, you know, Truro is a long way away, and yet it's almost as if... The cathedral is bang in the middle of the country. It gets a lot of attention, and rightly so. The choir is superb. The organ playing is superb. The articulation is brilliant. The works um, are discoveries, whether they are as fine as each other. Um, that is a matter of opinion, but uh, I thought some of them were, all of them had, had much to commend them. So, um, yes, an eight for me, which gives a total of seven and three quarters. So, seven and three quarters for Blowout He Bugles. So that brings us to the end of this month's First Listen. Join us next month when we'll be getting together once more to discuss another major new release. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.